Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, November 15th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Hope you stayed up late for Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs scored the game's final 24 points in a 41-14 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders and improved to 6-4. With all the other teams in the AFC West losing, the Chiefs have now moved into first place in the division. Patrick Mahomes was at his best with 406 yards passing and five touchdowns, and the defense was outstanding. A year ago, the Raiders averaged 36 points in two games against the Chiefs. There was plenty to discuss on Sportsbeat Live after the game with Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell, and now it's presented as a Sportsbeat KC podcast. Let's get rolling. Hey, good Monday morning, and welcome to Sports Beat Live, the post-game show edition of Chiefs Talk with the folks at the Star who cover the team and with you. Please send us your question and comments about the Chiefs' 41-14 victory at the Las Vegas Raiders. And so many of you have joined, so just a shout-out to, to Tommy, Barbara, Todd, um, uh, Andrew, Jacob, Clyde. Um, hey, thanks for uh, Cole, Larry. Thanks for joining us. So staying up and, and, and being here so late at night. Um, we're, we're getting started a little sooner than we usually do after games, but yeah, that's how we like to roll when the Chiefs play at night. So we'll be joined shortly by the gang, uh, Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell. But um, let's let's get the conversation started and uh and talk about uh this this victory that was the best for the chiefs this season uh my question to you is did you see it coming was there anything about the previous two games the wins over the giants and the packers that led you to believe that they were uh ready for a 41 point output that included a missed field goal by the way and 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 500 uh, total yards 406 passing from Patrick Mahomes, along with the five touchdowns, um, this was absolutely the best version of themselves tonight. So, with with the win, the Chiefs improved to six and four. When with all the other AFC West teams losing today, the Chiefs are now in first place. So, if the season ended today, they'd be the number four seed in the playoffs. This after spending, I don't know, the better part of the the last month out of the playoff picture. But now that we're in the Second half of the season, the playoff picture is where you want it's where you want to be. So, look, I, um, uh, I, I they they did so many things well, and so many players played well, including so many role players. It's it's hard to it's hard to know where to start. So, fortunately, I made a list, and uh, when um, when when the star folks get here, we'll we'll talk about it though. But how about this? I mean, you talk about a, a complete team effort. Of course, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, t- two touchdown passes to to get things started. But after that, the touchdown passes went to Noah Gray, um, Byron Pringle, and of course Daryl Williams. Not in that order. Williams was fourth, and and um, and, and Byron Pringle was fifth. Uh, just uh, and with all that, Travis Kelsey had one of his best games: 119 yards receiving. In, um, in in a few weeks. So uh, you had that on offense. Uh, Daryl Williams game, by the way, best game of his career, 101 receiving yards, 
43 rushing yards, 144 passing. I just finished writing a little story about this. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a, had returned to practice this week after missing the previous three games with the MCL injury. He is going to um, – the Chiefs have a couple more weeks to decide whether to activate him or not. But I don't know. I think um, after what we saw from Daryl Williams tonight, I, I, you guys convinced me earlier in the week that you know they, the, the Chiefs really need Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, and, and, uh, and maybe he would be a little bit of an upgrade, especially in the receiving part, but I don't know how you could have a better game at the running back position than what Daryl Williams produced tonight, especially for what the chiefs are looking for, right? Targeted nine times, nine receptions and uh, 101 yards receiving 43 yards rushing. So again, 144 total yards for, for Daryl Williams. That's, um, that is just absolutely outstanding work on his part. That touchdown reception, by the way, <laughs> a thing of beauty, maybe the play of the night, at least one of the plays of the night for the Chiefs, where he went up and got it from uh, Jonathan Abram and uh, just kind of took it away, wrestled it away on a third and 11, uh, in which Patrick Mahomes was scrambling out uh, of the pocket, moving to his right, and he catches uh, – catches the, um, uh, the, the, the pass to the left, basically throws back across his body and goes left. So incredible play by, um, uh, by Mahomes and, and Daryl Williams there. It was that kind of night. Um, just like almost, almost everything the Chiefs did work. I say almost because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Harrison Bucker missed the 42-yard field goal just before halftime. And, and um and there was the Mike Hughes fumble on the punt return. They get a 40-yard punt return, their longest of the season. And, uh, and and then Mike Hughes gets knocked the ball out of his grasp by the punter, of all people. And, and the Chiefs lose it there. So that's why the game was as close as it was through, um, you know, through the opening drive of the third quarter, right? Chiefs lead 17-7 to at halftime. Raiders have the ball to open up the second uh, second half and go right down the field, right? Their best moments of the night, Derek Carr with the with the long touchdown pass. And uh, and all of a sudden it's 17 to 14. And I'm, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a dogfight all the way to the end. And, 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 um, and, and the Chiefs get a touchdown and uh, they make it uh, get, yeah, Chiefs get a touchdown. Big sequence, I thought though, was the the fake punt. Uh, again, I've got a, I've got a list of players who um, who, who I, I I wanted to make a note to mention tonight. And Daryl Williams, all right, got him checked off. Let's check off Daryl Williams. Uh, check off um, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. So Tommy Townsend, uh, we saw this a year ago. I think it was against the New York Jets, where he threw a pass for a first down, and. Um, and, and so it's a, it's fourth and, uh, what fourth and seven from about midfield. The chiefs had just gotten the ball on, uh, I think a turnover at that point, and they were about to squander the possession. So, um, uh, they, they, Tommy Townsend takes the snap and Marcus Kemp, the gunner lined up at the, you know, outside does the, basically the stop route where he just turns around and, and Townsend throws a strike and Marcus Kemp turns it into a 16 yard game gain in the first down and that's that is the, the possession where uh Mahomes finishes it with the uh the touchdown pass to Darrell Williams so just a um a really important sequence there that made it 34 
34-14, and at that point, I thought that was the I, I thought that was the game. Uh, the Raiders were going to come back from that. So, all right. So I'm going to check off Tommy Townsend. Um, Noah Gray, his touchdown reception, fourth and goal with the one, fourth and goal with the one, and uh, Chiefs couldn't hit. You know, we were having trouble punching it in. I really like the play call, the, the play action that froze the defense for a moment. But Noah Gray still had to make a a quick quick reaction reception and. You know, well, he he held onto that ball for dear life. Uh, that was uh, quite the quite the catch from uh, from Noah Gray, and um, probably not going to get many style points on the spike. But look, first NFL touchdown. Uh, at least he has the ball, right? Okay, so we're going to check off him and Blake Bell. Again, early in the game, it's fourth and one, another fourth down play, fourth and one, and I, I love this play call just as I liked a lot of the play calls early, early in this game. You know, we, we talked about in the in the in the Giants and the Packers game how the Chiefs would uh, get possession. Uh, they they, they uh, first drives went down the length of the field and ended in a turnover against the Giants, a touchdown against the Packers. Tonight they punt the first, uh, they punt away their first possession. As did, and the defense stops the Raiders, so the Raiders punt it back. But then the Chiefs um, go down the field, and they, they, they they're facing the fourth and one. Uh, but, and Sam Mellinger has joined us. Hey, Sam. What's up, Blair? How you doing, buddy? Doing great. I'm just yep. going down. Good, good. I'm just going down a checklist of players that I wanted to identify that I was just scribbling down during the uh, dur- during the game, and I've already gone through the obvious ones: Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey with his big game. Daryl Williams, we spent some time talking about. Uh, what a what a really really nice best game of his career. 101 yards receiving, and that great touchdown reception, uh, which put the game away as far as I was concerned. 20 point, uh, 20 point. So before we continue, because I've got more names I need to get to here, especially on the defensive side, especially on the defensive side, um, you had a big picture column about this. I'm assuming. Because, <laughs> because you're a big picture guy, Sam. You, you know me well. That's uh, right, right, right. So, uh, so, so uh, share. Do do share. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a little bit weirded out that um, that I never really thought about this until tonight. But we spend so much time like, when are the Chiefs going to be back? When they when can they get back to you know what they were two years ago or last year or whatever? And it just strikes me that they're not ever going to go back to that, which can be a good thing, you know, like it needs to be about what does this team do well and forget, forget 2019, forget 2020. It needs to be about chasing the the best version of themselves here. And I know some of that gets into like some, I don't know, a little bit too coachy um, if I'm being being honest uh, to, to be completely comfortable, but it just, it just hit me that the way that this team, this team can win the Super Bowl. Like, I'm certainly not saying they're going to. Uh, I would not bet on that. Um, but if this team gets to that level of play, it will be in a way that is different, noticeably different to those of us that watch the team closely. It'll be in a way that's noticeably different than the way that they got to the Super Bowl the last two years. Hey, and Vahe Gregorian's joining us. Hey, Vahe. Hey, guys. Can you hear you me doing? okay? Why yeah, loud, loud and clear. Loud Super. and clear. So, Super. Uh, Sam, of course, supplied the big picture, and he made a couple of points I want to address. But uh, yeah, huge. Just but 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 you're doing the huge picture. So 
I'm going intergalactic. Um, now, you know what's funny? Um, I totally agree with Sam's point. Um, there's a, a subtle, I think, subtle difference in something I'm trying to get at and uh, uh, we'll have to peck away at after the show. Um, just, I agree totally that it's got to be, there's differences. It's not like we're looking at the same thing, but there is that that thing about how they make you feel to watch them. That was what felt the, felt like the surge tonight, right? What's that, the Maya Angelou quote about uh, people won't remember what you say, but they'll make remember how you, you make them feel? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Sam, that's Sam's way of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> except we remember what he says too but that, that that anyway that's the thing that that struck me like it not so much that it's oh the old chiefs i i, I don't I, I think sam's on a really good point there but i just think how it felt watching this you could tell i i i'm not sure what play it was what couple plays it was but there was something at one point where you're like and and before it was a blowout where you just sort of sensed that, that this was, you know, Andy Reid, thirteen and three against the Raiders coming into tonight, doing what he does. And right. Patrick Mahomes doing what he does. There, there were two moments for me that that felt a little bit like um, that that old feeling of what you're saying, Vahe. One was like just that YOLO throw to Damian Williams, like I mean, just a ridiculous play, just absolutely ridiculous. Like, who throws a ball like that? <laughs> to their running back in the end zone. Um, <laughs> Who's never caught a pass like that, by the way. Oh, no, yeah, not even close. And then uh, that, that was the big one. But th- there was also this this moment, um, I think it was this, it was either the second or third quarter. And uh, anyway, it, it was a play action kind of deep slant to Tyreek, um, who was lined up on the left side. And it was just like, Oh right, they used to do that play a lot. That's what it, you know. That's that's what it kind of looked like. And some of that, I think, some of that is, uh, you know, we've been talking so much about the freaking cover two, you know, like it's the the Rubik's cube that cannot be solved. But um, the Raiders didn't do a lot of that. It looked like they were a lot of cover one and some three cover three, and um, you know, they they would mix and mix and match a little bit, but. Um, I just I wonder how much of that was opened up because of the way that Gus and Gus Bradley's had success against the Chiefs mm-hmm. um, defensively. So it's not this is not me like, you know, saying, oh, why didn't you do the cover, too? Um, but it was just it was the, I, I thought that was interesting as well. And, and the offensive line we should talk about the offensive line, I thought was really good. They people can't wait to jump on them when when there's a pressure. But um, Patrick Mahomes did not get sacked. And, you know, I mean, he, there, there were some pressures and Orlando Brown, I think, had a penalty. Um, but, God, they were really good. They were really good all night. You know, you know just, just, just to just amplify, amplify that point. Sorry, it doesn't sound like the sound's good now. Sound okay? Yeah, now you're good. Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, the Raiders, I think, had come into the game, I was trying to look this number back up, averaging 8.5 quarterback hits, something to that effect. And they had, I think they had three tonight. And um, – I, I think that really stands out. I, I, I and to Sam's point, it, it really the, the I think the line, I think they're starting to get to know each other better, and and all that means, it, it's as much Patrick having to understand whose capacity is what as they have to understand that he you know he's a little different dance partner. Um, the other thing though, just to go back to Daryl Williams for a second, you know if that play had not been 
that was the one that made it 34 14. I feel like we'd be all over that play if it were like the game winning one or the one that uh, it separated them because there was a lot going on there. And, and Daryl Williams was trying to explain the play in, 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 in eye contact with Patrick's Patrick 35 yards down the field, like Patrick steering him here, looking away there. And the catch itself was unbelievable. It was a great catch. Yeah. Took it away. Basically took it away from the safety. Yeah. And, and the highlight of the Daryl Williams interview to me was him with the uh, looking at his hands, just going, these hands, they work. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. Well, uh, to me, the, the, the play was heightened in its importance because that came on uh, right after the fake punt. So yeah. Just the chief, the Chiefs make a you know a, a big gamble, fake a punt, and they lose a yard, throw an incompletion. All of a sudden, it's third to eleven from a place you're probably not going to kick a field goal. I think they were at the, what, the thirty-eight, right? And Butker had already missed from forty-two. So I'm uh, maybe they do try to kick a fifty-five-yard field goal from there, but that's why that, that to me raises the importance of that um, of that play. Um, so let's go back to the offensive line really quick because you made a good point, Sam. The player I want to highlight, two of them, listen, we we know Creed Humphrey and, and is having an incredible season for a rookie, and Trey Smith is playing well, and Joe Tooney's just the, the great veteran, but the tackles have come on here lately in the last few games. Orlando Brown had a decent game tonight, and I got a shout-out to Andrew Wiley, third-string tackle, going up against Max Crosby most of the night. Um, I didn't realize their paths at Eastern Michigan were exact. They both got there in 2015 and played together for, you know, several years at Eastern Michigan. So that was it. He got the one holding penalty. But otherwise, I thought Andrew Wiley did his job to, to help keep the pressures off of uh, Patrick Mahomes. That had a chance to be a deal breaker. That matchup. <laughs> yes, it did. It really did. So you're, you're right. I mean, it was kind of, um, gosh, was it was it last season that Wiley did kind of a similar deal uh, against New Orleans? Yes. Yeah, it's a great uh, memory. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah yep. kind, kind of a similar deal, put in a tough situation against a ferocious pass rush and, and held up pretty well. Yeah, got him to got a penalty, like an unsportsmanlike penalty conduct against him there, yeah. something like that. Which um, are just oh go ahead Sam, no go you, no just just to add to that you know that penalty I think the Chiefs had they had four penalties overall but I think they just had two on offense, and as you look at sort of the comedy of errors that has really held them back I mean they they had the second most offensive penalties in the NFL coming into this game thirty four offensive penalties so I think they had two tonight, um, obviously they've been plagued by all the offensive turnovers. They had zero offensive turnovers tonight. I mean, they had the one on the punt return. And then I I, I don't think there was a drop pass. Um, some might Kelsey have thought. Kelsey dropped one. Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. That's right. But I tell you what, that's a lot fewer than there have been. And um, there was something uh, about the rhythm, and that goes back to the line too, but there was something about the rhythm of Patrick in the passing game that, that I don't know, there was just a lot more sync and it all starts with the blocking. Yeah. I thought one thing with Kelsey, um, and he obviously had a huge night, but um, the last few weeks, teams have just <laughs> basically just mugged him at the offensive line. Um, you know, I mean, borderline and sometimes not even borderline illegal and just daring 
officials to call it every time. And I thought that he had a lot of clean breaks at the line of scrimmage. And I'm not, I don't know enough, obviously, about whether that was just the way that the Raiders were playing. It seemed like they were moving him along the line of scrimmage even more than they usually do. So that, that might have helped too. But I just thought that made a huge difference in him getting caught. I mean, he was, he was dancing early when it was still, when it was still scoreless. I mean, he, 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 you could tell he was feeling it early. But I tell you what, I was, I, for some reason, I just was isolating on one third down play early and it was completely clean break from scrimmage as if they didn't know who the guy was. I was really surprised. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like he's ever had a good game against the Raiders either, you know. <laughs> hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. And that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, uh, we've gone a long way without talking about the defense, and I, I bring it up week after week. And so they've gone seventeen, seven, and fourteen in the last three games. That's nice, you know. That, that'll that'll win some games with this team. Uh, I'm just going to throw some names out there. You tell me what you guys saw and what you liked. Let's start with um, Jaron Reed. Um, got a sack. Had a pressure that created the the interception by who? Daniel Swartz, <laughs> Daniel Swartz yeah. Dirty Dan, absolutely. Yes, sir. But uh, all of a sudden, Jaron Reed, who kind of persona non grata for several weeks, getting some pressure. Wasn't, that was pretty impressive, wasn't it? The pressure the Chiefs got on Derek Carr? I don't remember um, Darren, uh, Jaron Reed's name coming up in uh, anything other than discussions about where is he and how come he's not doing anything before tonight. Um, not trying to be mean, but I, I, he's been inconspicuous to say the, say the least. So that sack in itself was, uh, was a first. And then, um, that, <laughs> that's quite a connection to have, uh, Jaron Reed to Daniel Sorensen on that play. That's, that's right. <laughs> bringing a few things together. Hey, and Sam McDowell has joined us. Hey, Sam, how you doing? What's going on guys? Yeah, you sound good. You sound good. We're just going over a couple of defensive guys, Really quick, um, just I, it may have been his only tackle. I don't have the stats in front of me. In front of me, but Melvin Ingram was uh, that 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 tackle he made for early in the game. Tackle for loss, where he split a couple defenders and stopped uh, Jacobs for for a loss. That that was that was terrific. And I heard this too. I was listening to the game on the Chiefs radio network, and Josh Klingler, their sideline reporter said that after the first series, Chris Jones, after the the, the Raiders, maybe in the second series, uh, Chris Jones came over and was really animated, and it was Melvin Ingram that calmed him down uh, over there. So, uh, look, maybe a veteran move on his part. I don't know what the, the particulars of that are, and um, 
I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the locker room was closed tonight. Um, so it wasn't like... <laughs> uh, not like we can go there. Ingram also, um, they gave him a lot of credit for this in the postgame too, of just uh, the Darren Waller situation did not get out of hand. That could have been another game, you know, deal breaker. Um, and and Ingram was, you know, I, I think everybody was chipping him at the line. They were, they were doing to Waller what teams have done to Kelsey. Um, and, and that was a big help with throwing off the timing. And then Tyron on the back end with the coverage. You know who else really stood out, especially stood out early? He's the first guy Andy Reid mentioned after the game was Legereus Sneed. He was great. Um, and that, you know, this is a little thing in the big scheme of things, but remember that play early in the first quarter uh, uh, that tackle he makes on, uh, I think it was Jacobs, um, stops him short of the first down, and then the Raiders go offside the next play and have to punt. That game is, you, you know, we all know this, games take their personality, uh, and, and maybe it was inevitable the Chiefs would win this, but they needed some things to, to go their way, and uh, – he had a couple other one-on-one tackles that were really impressive and important. He's been a star. I, th- I think people like that watch the Chiefs all the time kind of get it. But I, I always think about draft draft position follows a guy around longer than it should. Guys make more money later on in their careers based on where they're drafted. I'm convinced of that. And if, if Legereus Sneed was the 18th overall pick or the 12th overall pick or whatever – I think people would be talking about him a lot more, but he he is he has been a star since the very beginning. And that uh, you're right, you're right about his tackles, open field tackles, yeah. just great fundamental tackler is, is what he is, and and can be a ball hawk as we've seen that. So Sam McDowell, what did you end up uh, writing about? Um, I wrote about the quarterback and a kind of a different. Um, framing of it than from probably what I anticipated going in. But um, it was just kind of a funny moment in the press conference. I think we all thought, and Vahe mentioned it out loud as we're walking back up, that Mahomes seemed more um, carefree, I thought, in the press conference than he has in past weeks. He didn't seem like as uptight, um, even though they had won the past two games. Um, but he mentioned that um, Shane Bouchelle, the practice squad quarterback, showed him a, a video clip where he says, I got, I think I got my swagger back. And if you go back and watch it, because um, I remember that video he was talking about, but I was like, I think that's been a while. And it's from 2014. <laughs> and it's a high school kid um, on like a local news broadcast. And it's a really funny video. That's why I went viral. What he's, where he says, I think I got my swagger back. And it kind of stump, stutter steps backwards on purpose. Um, and I guess that Shane Bouchelle showed that video to Patrick Mahomes this week. And Mahomes candidly told us, that's how I felt. Um, on He was like, hey, that's going to be our theme of the week. Um, we're going to get our swagger back on Sunday, um, which I think is just a funny story. But also it suggests more uh, – it's it's kind of their first admission, admission um, that they are in a slump, um, that he has been in a slump. And Andy Reid said something similar. Um, good old Vahe uh, transcribed the quote for me. Um, where he said that Mike Frazier, their statistical analysis coordinator, had looked up the history of quarterback slumps. And the Mahomes has gone the longest without one, uh, which is interesting. But I think it's more interesting that it's the first time Andy Reid has told us that his quarterback has been in a slump. Also interesting that we don't know the criteria of that, that slump analysis. <laughs> <laughs> what qualifies? Com- <laughs> yeah. Completely objective. There's only one type of slump. 
Uh, I think okay. one thing that qualifies it from Andy's point of view is that the quarterback has to have had a monster game to get out of it. So then <laughs> about it retroactively. Right, right. That's a question. <laughs> Which is why Andy said after the game, they think they can play better. I mean, he can play better, right? Four, five touchdowns, 406 yards. He almost had a couple of interceptions, right? I mean, there was a couple of balls that should have probably should have been picked, but um, maybe maybe this that's is kind good. of part of it, Blair. I think that's kind of part of it is that we we talked a lot about it. he hasn't been getting lucky. He he caught a couple of breaks tonight too, so it, it kind of all fell into place. And and look, I mean, I know this play would have been negated if it had turned out to be a fumble, but we can't not talk about Tyreek Hill fumbling the ball to himself as a little bit of a different way of the ball <laughs> bouncing than, than it has. And I, you know, maybe it's symbolic and maybe it's fleeting, but it, it stood out to me as like, all right, things seem to be just kind of going their way a little bit. Like they didn't call Mahomes over the line of scrimmage on that pass to um, Daryl Williams. He might've been over the line of scrimmage. I don't, I didn't get a great look at it, but, but Patrick himself wondered they had a five, six, seven things like that kind of go their way. You know what, you know, what didn't, who didn't go in the right direction tonight was Deshaun Jackson. Um, did you? But the, uh, to, Tommy asks about the play that uh, where Fenton punches the ball out of, uh, and, and Honey Badger recovered it. Well, that was Deshaun Jackson's first reception as a Raider, and I, I don't know if he got confused or uh, what, what happened there. Blair, I thought uh, only only you'll get this reference. I thought he was going to pull a Jim Marshall there for a minute, and, and <laughs> it, it looked like he got spun around and was heading back. And then at first, I really thought he was trying to lateral it. I didn't see Fenton get his arm <laughs> there, but there were only Chiefs behind him. Um, it was it was the really weird part to me was when he circled out of it, though. It didn't didn't take the hard angle at the end zone. Right. Or, or Jim Marshall or, or wrong way Regals in the yeah. uh, whatever bowl game that was. <laughs> Boy, we've all seen the Jim Marshall clip. That one that one still makes the rounds. <laughs> all right. I'm glad to know that that uh, that, that uh, even a youngster like you has come across that. <laughs> right. um, we any, yeah, we haven't even talked about the left-hand pass. Somebody just asked. Yeah, it's, it's true. The, the first pass Va- I was just gonna say, Vahe is right on the. You know, there's like four, three or four of these plays tonight that I think this team has had go against them for like eight weeks. Um, the Tyreek fumble that just bounces right back to him like he's dribbling a basketball. Um, that Tyron play should have been intercepted probably. And it's a turnover anyway, even though the guy catches it. Um, I, I thought that the Mahomes pass to Daryl Williams, which is probably their highlight play tonight, was severely underthrown to where I think the defensive back was probably in a better place to intercept that um, than, than Daryl Williams was, was to catch it for a touchdown. Um, Daryl Williams, by the way, was great tonight. Um, we haven't said that a lot, but he was really funny in the, uh, in the postgame. Um, that's great. Will not be reflected his humor in the story that I wrote about him. However, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no nonsense from Blair. <laughs> so, um, Tony asks how many snaps for Josh Gordon. Uh, how often was he on the field tonight? A lot early. He was on a lot early. Um, Bahe pointed that out that McCole Hardman was not on the field as often as he usually is. And I think it was at the expense of Josh Gordon a lot. What about this? Um, I, I don't, and I, maybe you guys have the stats in front of you. 
the Chiefs went double-digit plays for at least three of their touchdown drives. That's the way they're going to have to score, right? I mean, this is that's why Daryl Williams caught nine passes. Um, that, that's why um, McCole Hardman had the nice 27-yard gain on the on the crossing route over the middle. And Tyreek Hill, what did he say after the game? He's not used to 10-yard outs. 12-yard ins. 12-yard ins. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, same same spirit. But, yeah. um, but that's – the drives, Blair, there were, one was that you're talking about, 11 for 89, 10 for 58, 13 for 82 um, on, on three, of the, three of the touchdown drives. If they're, I mean, not, if they're not turning it over, you can live with that. You can take that. Yeah, and, and, and they've got to be – I mean, it, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, the, the first drive, three plays. The last drive, you know, just the kneel downs. But it was 11, 9, 10, 8, 13, 8, 7, 7. That's what they got to do, you know. Um, Tyreek's going to have to run some 12-yard ins. He's just <laughs> – that's just how it's going to happen. <laughs> but he – I mean, he um, – they got the Raiders to come up a little bit. And, uh, you know, there, there was that play. There was a third and two. Um, and uh, I forgot which quarter it was. It set up a field goal, I think. But it was a third and two, and Tyreek kind of ran like he was – kind of going to do a slant in and then came out to the sideline a little bit. Um, and it was probably a 25, 30 yard gain, um, perfectly placed ball. Um, I mean, that, that's the stuff. It, it used to be sort of like they were all missiles and then, you know, they'd go underneath if they had to. And now I think they've got to go underneath and then, you know, hit, hit the missiles later if they can. Part of that. It was funny uh, though. Oh, go ahead, uh, Sam. Well, I just I thought it was interesting that Andy Reid talked about the way that the Raiders defended him because you know we we've talked about the fact that every team is defending the Chiefs the same every week and the Raiders were different. Yeah. Um, they played a lot of the single high safety and Andy Reid got really into that, um, but he also had a comment that I really found interesting about that this is that he said playing against Gus Bradley. Of course, he he used to be with with the Chargers, but playing against Gus Bradley that's kind of how all this started is what he said. Um, because they showed Patrick Mahomes a lot of zone. And so a lot of what the Chiefs are seeing isn't just the two-deep shell, but it's zone underneath. Um, and then, But Gus Bradley mi- mixes a lot more, and he played a lot of different defenses. Um, but it's just interesting that he credited him as sort of st- starting this pattern that we've seen, and that's the defense that the Chiefs tore up tonight. Well, um, all right, guys, let's wind it down. Dallas Cowboys next week before the last game before the, the bye that um, I, I don't know if anybody was more impressive to as impressive as the Chiefs were what the Cowboys did to the Falcons was just uh, just obliterated them. So uh, a hot. Well, they, they beat they beat the Falcons by 40 a week after trailing the Broncos by 30. So I, who knows <laughs> who knows what Cowboys team is is coming to Kansas city, but I certainly like the way the chiefs are playing now, like the direction it's um, uh, tonight was tonight was a little bit like it used to be. And, um, and the chiefs will take that the first place chiefs, by the way. And, um, and if the season ended today, they'd be the number four seed in the, uh, in, in the playoffs. So, all right, guys, really appreciate you uh, staying up with us. Hey, all of you, uh, you know, Larry and Frederick and Barbara and uh, Tommy, all you guys hanging out with us, staying up late. You know, it's uh, 1240 here in America. 
Uh, <laughs> so it, it's time time for us to uh, turn the lights out and, um, and and go to bed. So for Sam, Sam, and Vahe, and for Beth Welsh, our producer, thanks a lot. Join us Friday morning. We'll be talking about the uh, Chiefs Cowboys game. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sports Beat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis. Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell for Talking Chiefs. Links to their stories and stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. You know where else you can find a lot of Chiefs stories? The Morning Sports Edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, go to the Z edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that, and you can access about 15 to 50, I think there were 58 pages of sports today. You also can get it through an email. That's how I get it, and it's there by 6 o'clock every morning. But however you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It is complete coverage of the previous day's sports, news, features, statistics, everything. Hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sports Beat KC without you. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.